1: With your host, the baby face eel, Tamagonga.
2: All righty, folks. It's a beautiful Tuesday in June here on Thomas Island. We got a lot to talk about this week, but before we start getting into all of the craziness that's going on in the wrestling world whether it be the injuries that abound whether it be the shroud of mystery that's around mjf's contract status whether it be the upcoming supercard new japan dominion that's going to be this sunday morning there's a lot to talk about so first let's get some introductions out of the way shall we first of all please everyone welcome back to the island one half of the ucw tag team champions Damien Black is joining us. Damien, how are you on this fine Tuesday? I believe it's a either a Tuesday night or a Wednesday morning for you where you're at.
1: Yeah, it's only just still Tuesday night here. Got about half an hour of Tuesday left. So yeah. But no, it's all good, man. I'm I'm doing good. Awesome. Good we'll be back.
2: We'll be happy to take you through the uh, midnight hour Greenwich uh, meantime, I think, I think that's the time zone you're in, I don't know, I'm just winging it at this point. Before I dig a hole too deeper, let's welcome back to the island Karen. Karen, how are you on this fine Tuesday?
3: Happy Tuesday everyone, glad to be here, glad to be inside with the air conditioning on.
2: <laughs> I bet it sounds like Florida is kicking y'all's asses with the heat uh we're we're happy to have you back as well and speaking of the florida heat speaking of getting their ass kicked by the florida heat we've got a very sunburned john john <laughs> how are you on uh, on this tuesday
4: let me tell you something all right they call it sea world but there's anything but sea my man it is nothing but <laughs> sun and bullshit is what it is no it's fun but you know i'm burnt up today
2: Man, that's what they don't tell you about the water is it reflects the sunlight. And so like, (laughs) if you're out on a boat, if you're out swimming, you're going to get baked twice as hard, no pun intended. Um, But uh, we don't just have John. We don't just have Karen. We don't just have Jam- Damian. I'm your host as always, Ross W. Berman Fourth, the Culture Vulture, the Folk City Hustler, the Dirtbag Disruptor, the Thane of Fife, the Bored Ape of God, the uh, Shit-Talking Shaman. Uh, I- I'm currently over at Wrestling Inc. in my first week. I got a lot going on, but there's even more going on in the wrestling world. Let's start off with some I was going to say some good news, but actually it's kind of divisive news. Hiromu Takahashi is now the best of the Super Juniors in full. I like not just best of Super Junior 29, the competition we got. He is officially the best of the best of the best of the Super Juniors. As with his win over El Desperado on June 3rd, Hiromu Takahashi is now has won the most best of Super Juniors tournaments at, I believe he's now at four. He has won the most consecutive best of Super Junior tournaments at three. The man is on a hell of a streak right now. He is, he's at the top of the heap. He's gonna be going on to Dominion to face Taiji Ishimori for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. I'm gonna throw to you, Karen, first. What do you think of, of Hiromu's win over Desperado?
3: Okay, so personally, I've gotten a lot of flack for this because I thought it should have been Desperado's year, but now mm-hmm. I guess Hiromu is the bestest, bestestest of the super juniors. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. My, my biggest caveat is for the last three years, that that IWGP junior heavyweight championship, minus a very short stint with Robbie Eagles has only circulated between three people, mm-hmm. Hiromu, Taiji Shimori, and El Desperado. Mm-hmm. And we just saw... Uh, Taiji versus Hiromo during the Super Juniors. We just saw Taiji versus El Desperado right before it when he took the championship off of him. Yep. And unless they change the card, they put Hiromo versus Taiji Ishimori on like June 21st in like main eventing a Kolrakwin Hall show. So neither of the junior matches were on the Dominion card to begin with. Mm -hmm. Which that mat- is a guaranteed money match. So unless they're worried about Ishimori, who's celebrating his 20th anniversary, and Hiromu doing better than Jay and Okada, mm-hmm. I don't know why that one that match is not on Dominion. But also, I've seen it. I've seen I've seen their match before. I've s- personally I liked 2020 best of the Super Junior finals between Desperado and Hiromu. That was the better match for me it included the un- the i don't give a you know what mm-hmm. about my my anonymity anymore with screw, desperado unmasking purely out the, of necessity screw
2: the lucha tradition this is more important than that yeah no it was that that i i agree with I you i don't think they hit that peak. like
3: their match i've seen it mm-hmm. i've seen it a lot and i've seen it recently so i'm like okay but at the same time i'm like well what about the rest of the division now where do, mm-hmm. where do they all go from here
2: it definitely feels like the uh, the juniors division are kind of getting shuffled off stage left, so to speak. If this through the Apollo Theater, it does kind of feel like they they went, well, it's June 3rd, give them the hook, pull them off the stage. We got heavyweight stuff to deal with. What would you think, uh, John, of, of Hiromu beating El Desperado?
4: Hiromu is the best of the best of the best with honors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that
2: the,
4: it's important to have someone, uh, especially someone who can carry it so well with the fans, to have that designation. And I think that they had to get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. I know that we were hoping for something a little different, but the truth is status quo is the status quo and it's still important. That being said, uh, also, I just I just fucking love Hiromu. Like, he can do no <laughs> wrong. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. You're not
2: the only one. I mean, I remember when yeah. he was injured and they were bringing him in to do commentary. He was ring <laughs> announcing. He was, a, he was a camera person for a little bit because what? they when? just, they got to keep Hiromu on screen. And when Hiromu's not on screen, people have to be asking, hey, where's Hiromu? I wonder what Hiromu's <laughs> up to.
4: When uh, he's... Out on injury, he sells more merch than people do that are still on TV.
2: You're not wrong. I you're mean, not wrong. I'm, like, shout out, I'm shout at out like... to Cody Rhodes, who I think is about to be in a similar situation. We'll talk to yeah, a, talk yeah. about him later. Go ahead. Yeah, man. but he's
4: not drawing adorable crayon uh, crayon drawings that they turn into like you know fifty dollar uh, merch. So you
2: don't you don't know that you don't know That's how he true. came up you're with right. that tattoo. <laughs> um, no, you're
3: right. <laughs> in my defense, I do have that calendar he drew two years ago. The it's perpetual great. calendar.
2: No, no, I I say this as someone who was deep in the El Desperado camp. You heard it here week in and week out. I thought El Desperado was was gonna win it, but no. Hiromu's popular. What do you think, Damien? What do you think of Hiromu taking, stealing El Desperado's
1: dream one more time? So I, I'm kind of in the middle here of mm-hmm. Desperado. I really had him down for this year. He's really grown on me this last year. Um. He's he's just become one of my favourite juniors. Full stop. Um, so I absolutely had him down at one point to win, but I think Hiromu is just absolutely undeniable. He's mm-hmm. you know he's insanely popular whether he's on TV whether he's off TV. He puts on insanely good matches and Karen mentioned it earlier the uh, the twenty twenty final that was insanely good. Mm-hmm. So to be able to get another another look at that match in that same kind of setting with the same stakes was was awesome um mm-hmm. so I'm glad Hiromu won but I wouldn't have been upset if Desperado won either so
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm completely with you and it also I think it puts Hiromu in this upper echelon that I think is quite ironic considering he's in Los Ingobernables de Hapon he is the the number one side guy to Tetsuya Naito And Tetsuya Naito has always wanted to be the guy, he has always wanted to be the champion, the face of the company, the ace, whatever you want to call it. Tetsuya Naito has wanted to be the center of the New Japan world. But he existed at the same time as Kazuchika Okada and so because of that his prime was kind of spent in in the shadow of this once in a century, once in a lifetime talent that you would see from, from Okada. And I feel like now all of Naito's broken dreams have come true for Hiromu, because Hiromu is that guy for the junior heavyweight division. He has taken the mantle up from Kushida, and and has become, I would say, the Okada of the juniors. And I think I just think it's there is that kind of it's almost like a bittersweet silver lining to the to the whole thing. Go ahead, Karen.
3: That's what I was going to say. Is that the Desperado Hiromu final is basically the junior heavyweight version of Okada Naito. Yep. But Hiromu's Okada, Desperado is Naito. He's the, 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 the heel that has undeniable charisma and everybody loves yep. and everybody was, uh, there were a lot of people. I was surprised that were rallying against Hiromu of all people for Desperado to win. So it's one of those things where maybe next year is Desperado's I don't know.
2: Fingers crossed, hopefully, but there is also, I almost, like, you know how there will always be talk of, like, oh, Jake Roberts was the best guy to never hold a world title, Uh, Rick Rude, best guy to never hold the WWF, all that kind of stuff. I almost feel like if El Desperado never wins the best of the Super Juniors at this point, it will make his legacy that much stronger, because he, like, hell, Naito had to win the G1, Naito had to win a few New Japan Cups to get to the place... That he was in and here El desperado is kind of snatching victory from the jaws of defeat time and time again in that way, in that way that. A lot of wrestlers tell you is possible, but a lot of companies don't make you believe losing, I think, makes El desperado stronger somehow. Especially since like he has he has revenge that he can take on Ishimori he had they will always have that moment in their back pocket of desperado getting the big win over Hiromu and so he's
4: he's a tragic hero right
2: yeah exactly he's he's the he is he's their tragic hero of of the the juniors division even though he's a heel like I I really does have that kind of like well he's the desperado yeah he's got (laughs) true you couldn't get a better name than that I was going to compare him to to Eddie Guerrero or someone like that but like the fact that his name is El Desperado really just sums sums the whole thing up it was a hell of a tournament like Karen uh uh said the match will be taking place June 21st it will be a main event so good for them but it does kind of feel like the kind of match that that would be great in Osaka Joe Hall we will talk more about Dominion in a bit but first let's get to the injuries now which injuries am I talking about I'm talking about all of them because there's a lot
4: right <laughs> now. roll out the list
2: there is too many for me to be like, all right, let's talk about Cody Rhodes' injury. And now let's talk about I got the list uh, here,
4: uh Ross. Hold on, I got this book here. Okay, pull out pull uh, out I the got list. Power
2: <laughs> No, I can do it off the top of my oh, okay. head. I can do it off the because we've got Cody Rhodes is injured. Kenny Omega is injured. Brian Danielson is injured. Adam Cole is injured. Uh let's see. Who CM else Punk. is oh, CM Punk is injured, <laughs> Scorpio Sky is injured. Uh, a lot of folks oh my gosh. are injured right now. There is a uh there's a,
4: Kenny's still injured ish. Yeah, I said Omega. I said Omega. Yeah, I
2: said Omega. Uh, Tongaloa is injured. Who else is injured? Um, Juice had
3: appendicitis.
2: Juice had appendicitis. Will Ospreay had had a kidney kidney infection. infection. (laughs) Carl Anderson had COVID. Uh, Everyone's hurt all the time this But you know
3: who's not hurt? Who? Sonata. Sonata Sonata's is not
2: hurt. <laughs> Sonata looked. Damn hey, I was hard. Sonata. I'd take another week <laughs> off just in
4: case. Like yeah.
2: no, actually, Karen's right. Before we get to all of the injured wrestlers, Sonata is back. Sonata is challenging for the IWGP US title that he never he lost. He might be the
1: only one there. <laughs> he might.
2: It's entirely possible that come Dominion, they'll just be like, "Here's the belt. No one else is." Uh, no one else is here because he's supposed to take on Juice Robinson, who, like we said, had appendicitis. He's supposed to take on Will Osprey, who, like we said, is dealing with a kidney infection. And so um, it's entirely possible that we're going to get, her, we're gonna get uh, uh, Sonata versus Tumwaki Honma at this point for the uh, U.S. title. Sorry, go mm. ahead, Karen.
3: But you know who also has cleared? Hmm. Kent has been medically cleared
2: kenta is also also a former
3: (laughs) IWGP us heavyweight champion not that i'm trying to fantasy book dominion for what i want in a wrestling match (laughs) however
2: no but you're not wrong kenta did come back at the best of super juniors final did reveal that the uh bearded guy he was talking about was jay white unfortunately kenta himself or himself but either way he's back alongside bullet club and everyone was mad at happy hour um if you if you want to talk more <laughs> patreon.com backslash thomas island when, we, when it comes to happy hour sorry ray what were you gonna say or uh, damien i'm sorry
1: no I, I was just i was just agreeing there the um the kind of the the outrage mm-hmm. uh we saw within the island over over kent at using jay's side yeah. um yeah that, that was that was something to behold so i've seen uh, there's still dominion dominion
3: dominion is sneaky dominion
2: Kenta is sneaky. Still dominion. Kent is sneaky and it's it's not like it would be the first time someone uh joined bullet club and then said no 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 i don't think so and wink wink jay white. also well also robbie i was i was pointing more to the fact that that jay white was like i'm gonna join bullet club and then kick kenny omega like in the nards or something and and join chaos instead but uh, yeah, Kent is back, Sonata's back, but a lot of people are on the uh, injured list at the moment. Uh, let's, I mean, let's talk about Cody Rhodes because Cody Rhodes I think is the uh, most graphic injury that has occurred in the wrestling business. If you haven't caught up so far, Cody Rhodes injured his bicep, then apparently, or not his bicep, his uh, pectoral, I'm sorry, he tore his pectoral then apparently tore it further while working out went into wwe hell in a cell in rosemont illinois this past sunday with a completely torn pectoral muscle. wwe said you want to wrestle tonight and cody said sure. And cody wrestled a hell in a cell match with a good well a good chunk of his torso just completely purple because it was bleeding from a torn pectoral muscle wrestled a full match against seth rollins and i should also mention beat seth rollins with a torn pectoral so next time you're not feeling too well at the office I really hope your boss isn't a WWE fan because your boss is going to tell you, hey, I need you to Cody Rhodes this I don't care if it's entirely torn off the bone. I don't care if you've got some weird David Cronenberg crimes of the future thing going on with your with your pectoral muscle there I need you to get up on that field go out there and kick some ass for me. Um,
3: that's uh, what I say. Sorry, I'm unionized. I don't have to do that. No, <laughs> no, I think there's a little bit of confusion here. I know
4: love, people are saying it's like it was just a bruise or something. We don't realize is Cody is such a patriot that those are actually <laughs> the, the purple mountains majesty that you hear about. That's what happens when somebody achieves true patriotism so <laughs> so there you was.
2: go cody yeah. cody has taken america straight to the straight to the yeah. pectoral muscle there's a topographic
4: now... map of the rocky mountains is what it was
2: <laughs> got the rocky mountains oh, coming. Lord. yeah it's just man that is a uh it was a it was a hard match to watch i don't know if anyone has seen the Hell in a Cell match from this past sunday oh the yeah pro- the crowd was very quiet. They were very concerned because
4: I, I wasn't gonna. But when I heard it was gonna be a fucking freak show, <laughs> I heard it was gonna be a uh, some kind of carnival sideshow.
2: Uh, I tuned in. A freak show is right. No, it it did have that Barnum and Bailey, uh, yeah. Ripley's Believe It or Not vibe. Um, but hell, at least in some freak shows, the stuff is fake. This was a pectoral muscle <laughs> torn completely off the bone. I just, Damian, what did you think of this whole thing?
1: I mean, to be fair, it made me watch it. So um, I, I was in the same camp. I, I wasn't actually going to watch it. But again, time differences and stuff over here. I woke up in the morning mm. and the first thing I saw when I looked at my phone was social media going nuts and all these photos of Cody with obviously just colour all over his chest. And I was going, what is this? Like I need to know what this is. So you do a bit of looking, have a look around, and then I ended up watching the match and it's just, horrific but yeah. to be able to not only be willing to but to actually physically be able to get through a match with that unreal like hats off that was a superhuman effort what a guy and, but, uh, it was and, grim.
4: And, and the other person who received like should have just as much credit to be honest was seth who treated him with all the delicacy of a baby but still making it look like he was going pretty hard on him
1: yeah, absolutely.
2: I feel yeah. so bad for Seth Rollins cuz don't get me wrong, like I I get that he is the kind of talent who you can heat up and cool off at will and I think his popularity never really gets affected. He's very ta- he's very good at staying relevant. He's very good. He's very talented between the ring. But man, he has to be the guy that lost to the dude with a torn pectoral. Like it's just it's it it kind of rem- like y- do y'all watch King of the Hill? I know some of you do, but there's an episode of King of the Hill where uh Bill DoTrees running uh, uh touchdown record is about to be broken and the guy who's supposed to break his record breaks his leg right before he can break the record and so the entire team both uh offense and defense just get out of the way and let this guy in a cast limp across the the touchdown oh, line no. with the ball and break the record and that's kind of what I felt like with Cody cuz like yeah he he looks like a strong badass for having one torn pectoral but like it's wrestling everyone knew he had a torn pectoral going in his opponent knew he had a torn pectoral was, you know like it it's the kind of thing that doesn't it doesn't have that same weight as it would if it was like mma and you're like oh man yeah this dude went in with like a broken finger and he still won the match that guy's a badass when it's wrestling it's just it 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 kind of I don't want to call it pathetic, but it's kind of like, it's it's just, it feels like they just let him, let him have a win because he's hurt and because they don't have a lot of stars. Go ahead, Karen. I see you want to jump in.
3: I feel like it was a no-win situation mm-hmm. because I did not watch the match because I'm squeamish. And then when I opened up social media and everyone's flooding me with photos of Cody's arm, all of the color in my face went right to his chest where that yep. giant growing purple internal bleeding was going on
0: mm-hmm.
3: um i was I'm, I'm not comfortable watching the match because i know he's injured mm. um i know that he made it very clear after the fact that it was his decision to work despite the injury because literally he said there was nothing more that could be done because it was a clean tear it was like you know basically he has to just retouch the whole thing as mm-hmm. opposed to worry about t- damaging it further um but i think s- he and seth did the best with what they had but i think for the people in the audience like maybe especially the little kids who don't know mm-hmm. what that kind of injury could do mm-hmm. seeing him walk in with that and then watching him lose on top of that might have been more traumatizing and might have done both of them a bigger disservice if that makes any sense
2: yes no and i'm not saying i'm not saying that i'm not saying that seth should have gone out there and just tortured cody's pectoral and won the match like 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 brock lesnar or something like that but i'm i'm just saying they made
3: lemonade
2: yeah i they i think that i think they made pretty decent lemonade but i do
4: they made lemonade and then they rubbed it in the dude's eyeballs is what they did (laughs) (laughs) and, and, and here's the here's the thing
2: i think what i if if i'm wwe in this situation what i would have done is i would have been straightforward with the fans and said look cody rhodes isn't healthy Cody Rhodes wants to fight tonight. Hell, maybe even let Cody cut a promo about how he wants to fight. Don't let him fight. If they're worried about not having a Hell in a Cell match, the women put on a triple threat match that would have been spectacular in the Cell. I think they had a lot of uh, hell. I even think that Madcap Moss and Baron Corbin could have had a good match in the Cell. I'm not saying I'm not saying it would have been a five star classic, but I'm saying that the two of them are crazy enough that they would have hit each other hard enough that I would have gone home and said, man, they really made good for the fact that Cody got hurt because the fans understand the situation. Yeah. The fans are not idiots. It's not the old days. Fans are, are smart enough to understand when some people have to
3: compromise. It also sets a dangerous precedence if you're someone who's not Cody Rhodes and you're yep. injured and you you have that opportunity and it's it's you you could feel theoretically backed into a corner where it's like do you sacrifice potentially your entire career mm-hmm. for one match or do you be, or do you actually say i can't physically do this but mm-hmm. also it it also comes up to our responsibility for us as fans to be like okay we need to understand that this is what is going on if we support the company and this, we support this XYZ wrestler which well, it should be any wrestler regardless. We cannot expect them to work injured like that. Even mm-hmm. if they choose to somebody, anybody should be trying to talk them off the ledge and be like, it's not that important. It's just one night. Yep.
4: And, and how many in that same vein, how many workers wanted to work with an injury and they were yeah. told they weren't clear. And that their title had to be stripped for them or this had to be happened. And they wouldn't let them go. But uh, there's obviously they're giving Cody a lot of leeway with a lot of things. I, I, th- I think they're giving him, think
2: got to keep his I think they're giving him too much leeway now. I think yeah. there now needs to be someone that says no to Cody Rhodes.
4: Hey, you're here now. You play by the fucking rules. Like, yeah, Speaking when we were when we recording, <laughs> yeah, but when we were recording, <laughs> when we were recording you, the conversation was different. Now you're here and you got to play by the rules right
2: um and and look i i understand people have choices that they can make i just i really think in the same way that i didn't i didn't i felt that last week's mjf promo made everyone look bad it made mjf look bad it made tony khan look bad it made the executives look bad when wwe does something like this It makes Cody Rhodes look bad because he looks like he is so headstrong that he can't recognize when he's in danger. It makes WWE look bad because they let a guy work so hurt that people could see it and so hurt that it sucked the air out of the Allstate arena when he took that jacket off. And it also makes the shareholders look bad because they're investing in a company that puts a guy on screen that looks like that and is in that condition. Yeah. And... I just I really want to know what happened to make Vince McMahon, who is notice who is infamously this appearance obsessed man who really just won't even let will slap a T-shirt on someone if he thinks their pectoral muscle just looks a little too not perfect enough. How did he let this go forward? Because like, look, if we can't appeal on the ethical basis of, hey, don't let a guy work that hurt, then let's appeal on the aesthetic basis of it looked freaking gross it just was not the kind of thing that i want to watch for 20 minutes and it's not like a death match where yes it gets gross by the end but you get to watch the degradation of the human body throughout the match his biceps or his, his pectoral started bad and it got worse and that well if it didn't get worse it didn't get better and so it's just it it's like starting at a 10 it's like starting a story at a 10 you have nowhere to go from there you just have to keep hitting him in the chest with a kendo stick and having him struggle to lift up a sledgehammer and then he then he go like hell why couldn't they do what they had Cody and Seth do the, the next night on Monday Night Raw and have Seth attack Cody with a sledgehammer and be like, look, he can't wrestle at hell in the cell. It's all Seth Rollins fault. Let Seth Rollins take the blame. He can handle
3: it. He's a big boy.
4: Yeah. Instead they doubled down and ran it back on Monday.
3: Exactly. I yeah. don't, get it I wait, wait, just... they, 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 wait, they had the match again on Monday N- No,
4: <laughs> so so Cody was out there telling everybody that he's going to go after the money in the bank or whatever in four yeah, weeks because he'll par- be better by then
2: yeah because Cody was like no I'm still going to even though I'm going in for surgery I'm still going to yeah. try and fight and, through this thing because he's crazy and, and Seth
4: came out yeah. and said I respect you man like you're cool whatever like I still like fuck you but we're friends now or some shit doesn't matter I'm yeah. just paraphrasing mm-hmm. then he walked off and Cody's so, like
3: so they kind of have like the the Blackpool Combat Club mock danielson thing
4: going on where oh they? no we're not there yet no no no, 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 no no we're not there oh, yet no. so, so seth leaves and then okay. cody's like okay everything's all hunky-dory and then all of a sudden in comes seth with the with the hammer and he just he just fucking jumps he, like, him
2: yeah he just smashes him like in the back yeah, of the probably. head or whatever
4: yeah, um, yeah and then like, he started poking at the uh at the bruise at, with the hammer the oh, God, yeah. no. but you could yeah. tell i mean you could tell he was being real like careful about it because it's Seth. and then he curb stomped him yeah. in the chest which i don't even know that was a movie you could do
2: yeah, but, but this segment, I was like, this is something you could have done early in Hell in a Cell to explain why you don't have Cody Rhodes, because you've already announced that he's injured, yada yada. Like, if, if Seth's willing to take the heat for letting Cody not be at Money in the Bank, then let Seth take the heat for him not being able to be in Hell in a Cell, what were we doing on Sunday night? Sunday night was an embarrassment to wrestling. I'm sorry. I know that there are a lot of people to whom Cody Rhodes is this folk hero like John Henry. He fought the machine and he hammered until he couldn't hammer anymore. And then once his body was broken, he kept hammering. But finished the story because John Henry dies. Yeah, he beats the steam engine, but he dies to do it. And Cody Rhodes has a family. So I would like to see Cody Rhodes live another 10, 15. 20 i don't know i don't know when his daughter's getting married i'm pretty sure he wants to be there you get the point that i'm trying to make you got a kid john you know what i'm talking about i'm
4: always thinking about how i shouldn't fight seth rollins with an injury because one day i want to watch my daughter get married
2: exactly (laughs) hell i hell i have a dog and i'm gonna look both ways before crossing (laughs) the street because i'm like i don't want my dog to think i forgot about him all kidding Uh, aside
4: i i use the railing when i walk up and down stairs now
2: Yeah, (laughs) I never did that before
4: because there's just a different it's different
2: because there's a little person that like relies on you and Cody Rhodes needs to start thinking the exact same way. Um, But Cody Rhodes isn't the only one that's injured. Like I said, there's a lot of injuries going around Adam Cole and Brian Danielson both suffered uh, different injuries, but they are resting up. Hopefully both are supposed to be ready by forbidden door.
4: But Brian Um, Danielson is in such a way that he wasn't even allowed to fly, right?
2: He wasn't allowed to fly. He had to be pulled from a meet and greet. We like don't know if, what's going on there. But
4: but if like, the, it's so serious. Like we already know from WWE that like he had problems. Like yes. he got at the top of a cage, pissed himself and forgot his name and forgot where he was for a minute. Like yep. the fuck. Mm-hmm. And then so he leaves to go somewhere where they'll let him do whatever the hell he wants. And, and now it's like getting worse. This is no better than the Cody situation. It's just, it's just stretched over a longer amount of time.
2: Uh, it's very My it's very opinion. I don't here's the thing. I don't know the extent of Danielson's injury. It's entirely sure. possible that they were just sort of like, nah, he's got stitches in a weird place. We didn't want people to see that or like whatever. But he's, like well, so we I know
4: but we know he has concussions. We
2: do problems. know he has yes, but I, the I don't want to suggest that it is a concussion when that hasn't been. Oh, I understand uh, that. That I
4: understand. Yes. I agree. So
2: that's you. that's why I'm trying to say we don't know what the injury is. We just just saying he's know got that a
4: lot of he's got a lot of shit going on as well. He I'm just wasn't at. able
2: to he wasn't able to fly. He was pulled from a meet and greet. And then when you add the, to the fact that Adam Cole is also out with an undisclosed injury, then you add the fact that Jeff Hardy is resting off of an injury that he suffered sometime between dynamite and double or nothing. Then you add the fact that CM Punk broke his foot and has to get surgery. There are a lot of of did and just give him a Z-Pack. No, the Z-Pack doesn't <laughs> Z-Pack doesn't work for that, brother. It just, oh, makes okay. you, it just it just makes you crap yourself while you're wrestling. Dean. Ambrose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shout out. Shout out to everyone I worked with on the CM Punk trial. I learned way too much about Z-Packs. Um, but anyway, the important thing to, to note here is everyone is gonna be back at some point but let's talk about the cm punk situation because aew really fumbled the bag on this one let's uh let's take you through it on sunday at doubler on sunday the 29th at double or nothing cm punk won the aew championship from hangman page he then competed in a six-man tag match alongside ftr and then it sounds like in that match broke his foot to the point where he's going to need surgery he's going to need time away aew let punk convey all of this on rampage and punk also noted that he wasn't relinquishing the title chris jericho then started yelling but he's gotta relinquish the title he's gonna relinquish the title um so there was some confusion abounding after cm punk's uh, announcement then tony khan made it very clear that no cm punk is not going to relinquish the title we're going to have an interim champion that interim champion is going to be decided by first a battle royal, and then that battle royal will deter. Will the winner of that battle royal will go on to face John Moxley in the main event of next week's Dynamite, and then the winner from that match will go on to face the winner of Hiroki Goto versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, which will happen at Dominion, and those two mini tournament winners will face in the main event of Forbidden Door for the interim AEW Championship. The match that was originally supposed to be CM Punk versus Hiroshi tanahashi now if it sounds like a lot of a lot of long words to say moxley versus tanahashi that's what a lot of people are speculating right now but that's technically not the match yet there are a lot of places it could go between now and then i'm going to throw to you damien first what do you kind of think of the the aew interim title situation as it's been proposed
1: it's um i think i think it's a long way around to get to a match but i understand Mm -hmm. Obviously, plans may have to shift for Punk's injury. So it might be making the best out of a bad situation. Um, and it's going to give a lot of people a chance to kind of be involved and work around that. Um, I just think for, for kind of more, more casual viewers or casual fans, it might be a bit of a hard concept to follow. So, and because yeah. one way or another, we've had that many people involved by the time we get Punk back it may just lose its momentum by then that, that's what I would be a bit worried about
2: yeah no that's a very good way to put it it does kind of hamper the momentum of not just CM Punk but pretty much everyone on the roster because now it doesn't matter that Wardlow got a big win now he's got to go into that battle royal it doesn't matter that MJF lost because now he's got to go into that battle royal it kind of resets the table despite yeah. the fact that that it seemed like double or nothing was building a lot of people's uh, a lot of people's momentum. I think you you do bring up a very good point there. What do you think, Karen, of the, the kind of kerfuffle in AEW with this interim title situation?
3: It's, I feel like AEW made it unnecessarily complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like the timing just really was really unfortunate because depending on when they realized that Punk hurt his foot, I feel like they could have gotten ahead of it with, Announcing something before New Japan had their press conference to announce Dominion because
0: mm-hmm.
3: it because it just felt like they just took, they just took that Kiro Goto Tanahashi match and threw it on the card because mm-hmm. personally I looked at Dominion and I was like I'm glad I'm covering a different event because Tanahashi isn't on this card and half of the people I want to see aren't on that card anyway <laughs> um, but it it just feels not unfair to Moxley because you know they do that whole AEW rankings thing where he's the number he's ranked number one. Theoretically, but he wasn't made- when they booked this. <laughs> oh, okay.
4: Yeah, uh-huh. they, they 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 did some fuckery in their uh in their that's, math and their booking. Th- that it's just it's too things.
3: convoluted. It was mm-hmm. Wardlow. Like you could take personally. I would have gone with Wardlow, MJF, Hangman as the the, the recent former champion, and Moxley. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Sorry, you said Wardlow. Who?
3: MJF. I mean, who's MJF? We'll get uh, to MJF.
2: We'll get to MJF if in a he second. works
3: there. Asterisk. I don't know, but it just seems like they. Like, you mean the
4: scarf guy?
3: Like yes. I, I'm gonna feel bad if they have like this giant battle royal and like they put someone like God bless like poor Jungle Boy manages to win it and everyone oh. or Danhausen or Hook and then, like, then they gotta they, put the they,
4: title on on Dark. But,
3: <laughs> but that's the thing is that it's just like I feel like they're painting themselves into a corner when you already have the clocks running it we have less than three weeks before forbidden door yep. why yep. why is this so complicated
2: i agree i i really
3: it I, shouldn't be this complicated
2: no and i and i i do i i am curious to see how everyone carries this because i think i think tony khan has a very interesting opportunity in front of him because if Hiroshi Tanahashi ends up as the interim AEW champion, I think it will solidify the relationship better than any co-promotional show could.
3: Remember, we were talking about the AEW champion in the G1.
2: Yep, we were talking <laughs> about the AEW champion. A lot the of G1. people would
3: be mad if it was Hiroshi well, and, Tanahashi and not well, and- Moxley or it's, hangman it's, it's the monkey's,
4: monkey's paw again Anderson. it's like well, i the, wish I that the aw champion would be better. like curls. <laughs> really...
3: you guys absolutely
2: yeah. but here's the here's the other fun part of it is tanahashi recently spoke with tokyo sports and it seems like hiroshi tanahashi does not want to give up that cm punk match nope he knows that it can't happen at forbidden door but now he's saying well if if punk's got to go away for surgery and we can't have the match in late june do you think you'll be ready by I don't know, early January, maybe January 4th in the Tokyo Dome. And if if the idea is being floated out there for CM Punk versus Hiroshi Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome, why not go as far as possible with it? Make that the unification match. Because Punk will definitely be healthy by then. If Tanahashi gets the interim AEW title, I don't see a lot of people beating Tanahashi for the belt. Like, don't get me wrong, maybe in the G1, maybe in some tag matches, but I don't see a lot of people beating Tanahashi for the belt between now and then. Yeah. And I, I think that if, if Tony Khan decides that if, if he can't hold CM Punk versus Tanahashi in his backyard in Chicago, Illinois, if he gives that to New, if that match to New Japan and essentially says, do this at, at the Tokyo Dome. I think that's the kind of business that that new Japan likes to do. You know what I mean? Like I think that's the kind of respect they're looking for from from a partner. Sorry, go ahead, Karen.
3: Well, no, because it, it goes back to the the match that coined the phrase Forbidden Door which was Tanahashi Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom 14. Yep. The problem I see with Tanahashi Mm -hmm. being interim champion is I don't think new Japan is going to keep shuffling him back and forth between Japan and the U S for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And Tanahashi being, he is a needle mover, especially in Japan. Mm -hmm. I have friends and I know fans who have sold tickets when he was not on a show. Yeah. So it all depends on how much of a financial risk new Japan would be willing to make in the, short term for possibly a marquee match at wrestle kingdom well
2: and i i kind of want to go back to there's a comment in the chat from a long time ago that lenny banner said he said that aew has a roster that can handle this amount of injury because they have a lot of popular people they have a lot of folks you can either heat up or reheat hell miro is back now and he's pretty unblemished so like there are a lot of there are a lot of people that could uh that could fill the void and I think if you put the title on Tanahashi I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Khan is the kind of guy who would see the challenge of booking a bunch of weeks of programming without his top champion as the kind of challenge he'd want to take because yeah they can't send Tanahashi all the time over to America but you only have to send them like once every 3 months or so you don't have you know it doesn't have to be too big of a deal travel restrictions are are pretty pretty minimal at this point so it wouldn't it wouldn't be a, a hard thing to fit in the schedule i'm and Tony- more
3: thinking about it on the new japan side because new japan has this habit of focusing on a certain handful of people yep and um, i don't i don't th- unless they start elevating a whole bunch of other people to fill those gaps especially when you have people like osprey injured sonata just coming back kenta just coming back whatever's going on with the Bushi, Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, they haven't built up enough people to the level of t- a Tanahashi. Mm-hmm. So they, I don't, it's the, yeah, Tony Khan could make do, but at a certain point, if we've learned anything from the investor's visit last week, that could change on a dime, especially yep. when they, the investors start to realize how big of a deal someone like a Hiroshi Tanahashi is in Japan.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and it's it's it, it kind of feels like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation with Tanahashi, because you can also put the belt on Moxley, but it was is New Japan going to want Tanahashi to lose to Moxley at this point? You know what I mean? Because the, the Tanahashi-Moxley match has been a long time coming. It wasn't supposed to be at Forbidden Door, so it means that it was supposed to be even a longer time coming than this, so I, I do wonder... I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a book in like 10 years about making this week and how much craziness went into it because, like, it does feel like Punk getting injured is really going to force AEW and New Japan to work together in a way I don't think they had planned on. You know what I mean? Like, they'd always planned on coming in with the plans they had, and now AEW is like, well, look. I know i I know I told you about a lot of these talent, but a lot of them are injured, so you gotta work with these guys. Have you met hook? um it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be make or break, and that's kind of why I think Tony Khan has to give the title to Hiroshi tanahashi why Tony has to kind of put that olive branch out there and say, look, I will figure it out. It doesn't matter if you can't send me Tanahashi until November. I don't have a pay-per-view until then anyway, you know, because they don't, they don't have a pay-per-view every month in AEW. They don't need to have a title match every week, especially if they want to incorporate some of the Ring of Honor titles, you know, it's not, it's not like they have a shortage of titles over there hell it would it would make them focus on the women's title a little bit more if they need to focus on a world championship while tanahashi is is off with the interim belt and you know it would also give mjf a lot more to be mad about if all of a sudden one in one champion's hurt and the other champions off in japan not even working for the the company like this this could be
4: sorry good I had an epiphany this is fucked up so let's say mjf is and I know we're gonna get to it but just well, I'm no, going to spoil was, it a little bit.
2: I was transitioning into MJF anyway by talking about that, so go ahead. Okay.
4: Baby. just I'm going to spoil a little bit of the topic. MJF leaves AEW, right? Uh-huh. Goes to NJPW. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the AEW yeah. title
0: <laughs> goes over
4: with Tanahashi. No. He beats Tanahashi for the AEW title. He works for NJPW, but he has the AEW title. Nah. He
3: hack it in New Japan.
4: I was going to say, I, sorry. I, I, I sorry,
3: remember... Yeah, sorry.
4: Ah, ah. No, I... Karen's
3: not wrong. I re- I
4: remember
2: I remember Tana's or uh, Thomas' rant yesterday yeah. last week about how MJF would not be able to cut it in New Japan, especially with the unprofessional behavior that he oh, showed yeah. going in. So like, no, I don't think that's gonna happen. But I do think the more the more you give MJF to be mad about, the more fuel you give to that fire, whether it's a good fire or not, because. They accidentally turned MJF babyface. If you watched the promo this past Wednesday of MJF essentially begging Tony Khan to fire him and saying that you're paying the XWWE wwe guys more, the crowd was kind of on MJF's side. It kind of made the company not look uh, great because MJF was kind of like, hey... Did you know this company's kind of screwed up and the fans were like, "Yeah, you're right. This company is screwed up. They pay the XWWE guys too much." Yeah, you're right. They do like it, MJF's leading a mutiny here, a fan revolt kind of.
4: <laughs> but he can you watch him. it cuz I heard it got edited out, right?
2: It got edited out, but I was watching live, man. I saw it. Like, uh, yes, they've they've edited MJF out of all of the all of the talk of Dynamite. He's not on the roster page. You can't He's buy ex-communicado. his marching anymore he has been excommunicated from aew but until mjf either shows up in wwe or shows up on some on like the today show or something is like hey guess what i've joined the marvel universe and i don't have time for wrestling anymore i'm not gonna believe that he doesn't work for aew i'm not gonna believe any of it because they let him on tv with a live microphone for nine minutes and hell, it sounds like the plan was to cut him off at some point, and Tony Khan didn't cut him off. So, like, there is clearly something going on here. Yeah,
4: but their production's not great. Maybe the guy just couldn't find the button, you know? Nine, you know. nine
2: minutes? <laughs> it, look, I have I have watched between, studio, <laughs> between Sports Night, Studio 60, and the newsroom. I have watched enough Aaron Sorkin programming to know that you don't let someone go on for nine minutes if you don't agree with what they're saying. At yeah, the very maybe- least,
4: you could just unplug the receiver
2: exactly it, like unless yeah. they had like a little timothy busfeld in the control room being like no no let him keep talking this is a deep cut for any of you let there. them
4: fight moment
2: no well no literally there's a, the yeah. opening of studio 60 on the sunset strip has a lauren michaels type character giving this rant and he's there's a guy in the production truck that's like no I'm gonna let him keep going so unless they had a guy in the production truck that let MJF keep going This was all part of the show this was all part of the obfuscation this was all smoke and mirrors to borrow a phrase from a former aew talent and so that's that's where i'm at with it but i do think the more you give him to be mad about the more the storyline's gonna work the more the bigger that win is gonna be you know like don't get me wrong the nwo killed wcw but they made a lot of money doing it and mjf is in the same position go ahead karen
3: speaking of people being mad for, for all the Hiroki Goto haters out there, y'all don't understand. Like, Do your homework, do your history. I know you may not think he's a good wrestler, but mm-hmm. he's a very good wrestler. One so, of the best. One of the best, arguably. And mm-hmm. his match with Tanahashi Dominion might actually be the sleeper hit. Like, we learned anything from Ishii Tanahashi at Dontaku, mm-hmm. with, with the amount of what this could mean for Goto's career, even if he, God forbid, stages the upset and goes to Forbidden Door for this match against Moxley, he'll put, like, he can lose, and that's fine because everyone expects Goto to lose go to, to lose anyway. But it's one of those things where just like the things I saw people saying about Goto after that match got announced, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't it, fam. Do your homework.
1: Mm-hmm. No, and I totally and, agree with you.
3: Yeah, go ahead, Damien.
1: I was just, I was just agreeing there. I, I've for a while thought Goto's, an amazing worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's horrifically underrated. Um, a lot of people that I know over here who get into watching New Japan go to one of the names that I mentioned. Watch this guy, watch his matches, look them up, see them where you can. Because yeah, he's massively underrated. Mm-hmm. I don't think he deserves any of the flack <laughs> people have been given.
0: Right? Thank and it's, you. And it's, no. it's-
2: Especially in this situation, because if if yeah. this was Haruki Goto versus Ishii, I'd be like, oh, it's gonna be a hell of a match. They beat the shit out of each other, yada yada yada. If it was Goto versus I don't know Okada, I'd be like, oh, that's a hell of a match. They beat the shit out of each other, yada yada yada. But Goto and Tanahashi have a very specific relationship, because remember earlier when I talked about how Tetsuya Naito had the great misfortune of being in his prime at the same time as Kazuchika Okada, hmm. Haruki Godo had the extreme misfortune
3: unfortunate. just i mean truly
2: like <laughs> worst oh, timing oh ever. henry yeah the worst timing <laughs> in the world a, a dickensian level of wrong time wrong place haruki goto was in his prime just as a young ace hiroshi tanahashi was also in his prime winning the iwgp title defending it a record what was he at like 11 or 12 11 ta- 11 times he was it was the era where if you were going up against tanahashi you were going to lose and someone had to be in second and that second place was goto and And now shinsuke
3: was in that class as well so i mean
2: (laughs) yes and if if it was shinsuke nakamura i'd be saying the i'd be singing the exact same tune but it i think goto has a chance here to change a lot of people's perception and to kind of get that last great win over one of his longest rivals you know what i mean like don't get me wrong I also think Tanahashi is going to win this match, but I think Goto is going to bring a fight that people don't expect. I re- And I, I kind of hope he does. I hope he does win it. I'm not going to lie. Tanahashi doesn't need it. Goto needs it. Like, Tanahashi is Tanahashi. He can do whatever the hell he wants. This would be the chance to really put a bow on Hiroki Goto's career. Because, look, I don't even think he's winning at Forbidden Door.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
2: It would be a serious moment, and especially if New Japan isn't ready to give up that Tanahashi-Moxley match that they have been teasing for so long, then Goto-Moxley is the kind of match that I think, even if, even if people go into the match saying, I don't know, they're going to come out of it, really changed. They're, it's going to be a revelation.
3: Did, when so Mox was in the G1, did he face Goto?
2: I don't think so. Let me look it up um well i am looking that
3: Sorry, up. sorry to put this on a no, complete sidetrack like it's just one of those things where it's like i'm curious to know
2: it's an important thing to look up i just got to find the year the
3: conversation's that... always been tanahashi and moxley like you know, Abs- he's been... so it's just like i want to know what the potential for goto like i don't want to be like he's the one eating the pin I, I i i genuinely believe that there could be an opportunity for something completely different with him
2: mm-hmm no, and I'm, I'm completely with you. I just got to scroll down to that little grid they give you on Wikipedia where they explained who beat who. Yes, Moxley fought Goto. Goto beat him in under 10 minutes, 8 minutes, 38 seconds. Wow. Oh. So Moxley technic- oh. So Goto technically owes Moxley, if you want to put it that way. Uh, it, it, Godo, uh, it, it's entirely possible that Moxley could get his win back at Forbidden Door if Goto is able to make it through Dominion um yeah that's i think that ad- i'm glad you asked me to look that up karen because it really it adds an you. it adds an interesting twist to this that you i
3: know was i love not my layers I love my got you, karen. Of intrigue. that's why <laughs> we got you
4: karen queen of the onions absolutely
3: the, i like to make you cry <laughs> yeah go, go
2: to, yeah no and, and lenny osborne in the chat is helping flesh it out it was the first match after yano mm. beat moxley and let's so I, yeah and so it was wow. technically it was That's technically moxley. booking yeah, so it was moxley's second loss in new japan period overall was against goto and now he might have the chance to get that back i don't know we'll talk about that match in a second but let's talk about dominion because it's coming up on june 12th it's gonna be a hell of a show there's a lot of stuff going on like we said the u.s title match will either happen or it won't we will get to that in one second, while I am loading up the card, I'm just gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you point blank, Karen, what are you most excited for for Dominion? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> say I know, I, I really, I really genuinely have no opinion. Like, that's fair. I, the U.S. championship match, if it happens, sure, Okada J, it's, 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 I don't know, like, I don't know what they're no. doing, like, I feel like. I don't know if they're trying to pad Okada's defense record or if they're just going to like just send people from home from Osaka angry with Jay winning. Either way, I I hate to say it, I don't care. I just it, don't.
2: <laughs> it is it is a it's a divisive main event, and especially since Cyber Fight is going on at the same time. I believe there are it's going to other...
3: be about six hours, and I'm going to be up for it. Yeah, no, like yeah. there there's there's a lot
2: there's a lot of wrestling going card on. Card
3: match, John.
4: Why? Yeah, I mean,
3: CyberFest, Cy- CyberFight. There's that missing.
4: many wrestlers in the world. Yes, in CyberFight, in, cyber in, fight, in, there in there
3: are. the CyberFight universe, there are four yeah, promotions. No, I mean, but I look, we're, we're not Oof, here to uh. we're
2: not we're not here to talk about future GHC heavyweight champion Satoshi Kojima. We're yes, here to we talk are. about Dominion. You know, Dominion. we love Bread Club. I know, no, um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there will always I mean, there will always be Bread Club love in my heart. But we got we got
3: Tanahashi Goto match is my next pick. Yeah, we got- no. There are we got added at the last minute.
2: We'll get through, we'll get here. I'll run down the card so everyone's on the same page as to what's happening. Like I said, Dominion, 1 a.m. Eastern time, June 12th. We got a six-man tag match, six or nine. Ryusuke Taguchi, Master Wado teaming with Hi- Hiroshi Tenzan to take on the United Empire's TJP, Francesco Akira, Aaron Hanare. So once again, the United Empire is going to get yet another chance to beat the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And I don't know, maybe they'll get that match eventually. Uh, it's, they'll
3: have it june 20th at june 20th there you go. hall why this car, why this match is left off the card i don't understand
2: i hey look it's gonna be a long june we got a lot of we got a lot of matches to get through next up giving a preview of the june 21st main event hiromu takahashi teams with tetsuya naito and bushi to take on bullet clubs taishi ishimori el phantasmo and ace austin let's talk about that for a second ace austin is in the Bullet Club. Uh, if you do, if you didn't realize that, that had happened, it happened at the uh, Best of Super Juniors finals, and then backstage, uh, Zest Friends member Alex Zane was attacked by Ace Austin and his Bullet Club comrades. They beat him so severely. They took his socks. Like they just, they
4: really. That's where I draw the line, Ross. You you can do a lot of things to a person, okay, but taking their socks is kind of fucked up.
2: Yeah. Well, and and here's my issue. Yes, it's fucked up to take their socks, but it's also screwed up that Japanese fans have really taken to Ace Austin and Alex Zane, dubbed the Zest friends by I believe the Super J Cast, but it's it's caught on by now. That's pretty much their name. It was it was one of the like feel-good stories of the Super Juniors, was these two guys going around Japan eating together and you know, becoming <laughs> really becoming the, the center. It. Yeah, well, and, and so did Japanese <laughs> fans. Like they were making artwork for the folks. And that's why I'm kind of concerned by the fact that this didn't happen in front of people. Yes, Ace Austin joined Bullet Club in front of the crowd, but I feel like the crowd deserved to see the conclusion to the Zest Friends relationship. It shouldn't have been shoved into the backstage where you have to go watch it on YouTube. It should have been something that people could have reacted to. And that that's my one kind of feeling like that when I said earlier, the junior heavyweights felt like they were kind of pushed off stage left. That's a case where they were like, we don't have time to bit break up the best friends. Kenta's back. Um, and so like I, that's the, that's the one little, little issue I have, but I do like Ace Austin and Bullet Club. I think he's perfect for them, especially if he brings that prick character that he's been in impact over to New Japan. Damian, what did you think of the, of uh, Ace Austin in Bullet Club? Uh, you're you're muted. Damien.
1: Oh, there we go. Yeah, so um in, interesting choice. i I did not see it coming a mile off. Yeah. No. Um yeah, I would have liked to have seen a more of a resolution to Zest friends, but that could maybe come in the future. Um yeah. I do reckon like I say if he if he's using more of his heel portrayal um with Bullet Club and doing things more like working with Phantasma more. I'd like to see them tagging a lot. Um, mm. I reckon he could be a really good fit. Um, and I actually quite like the way that he got involved and, in, you know, used the, use the ace to cause yep. the distraction. And then even just the shot at the end, you know, even from just like a like a visual standpoint, holding up the ace with yeah, the, the, the- bullet club design oh. to it was just, that was great. Yeah, that was just like, Chef's, chef's kiss.
2: kiss. <laughs> Absolute chef's kiss. I um, love love three. the way they, like I said, I like the way they brought him in. I like in Bullet Club. I just wish Zest Friends had gotten that that conclusion in front of people. Next yeah. up, we got Toriyano taking on Doc Gallows in a singles match. That's going to be fun. That's going to, I, I don't care shit. who you're. That's yeah, some that's, goofy shit. I'm into it. Be, you got I'm daddy dangly versus toruyano it's gonna be, uh, i'm i'm excited for it it's thomas island though so fuck duck gallows uh the next we've <laughs> got the never open weight six-man tag championships house of torture yujiro takahashi show and evil the 22nd champions defending against suzuki-gun Yoshiho- yoshinobu kanemaru zack saber jr el desperado gonna be a hell of a match rooting for suzuki Goon because fuck house of torture but house of torture seems to be kind of doing its own thing now outside of bullet club they just showed up in gleet uh where they they caused some havoc show obviously had had been back in gleet back in their early days back when he was still with chaos but now the murder machine and as well as evil and a few others are are actively in gleet i saw karen celebrating a little bit what'd you think of, of house of torture showing up there in 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 the gleet promotion
3: I didn't realize that they showed up. I had only seen the uh, trailer for them being part of the 3rd anniversary show mm-hmm. which is 2 years after, you know, Show Main evented against uh, their junior a- They're basically they're not junior but their young ace mm-hmm. uh Takanori Ito and it was one of those things where back when that happened and he wa- like people didn't expect him to win, like walk in as the guest and win the match and he did. But Back then, he said that he was the knife of New Japan, and now he's coming back. And another person who used the same sort of knife uh, imagery was recently Katsuhiko Nakajima mm-hmm. as he replaced Mara Fuji in the upcoming cyber uh, fight uh, festival. But anyway, I'm glad to see that they're going back to Glee and they're continuing that you know, you know, between having Shima in the New Japan Cup and El Lindemann in mm-hmm. Super Juniors. Please put T-Hawk in the G1. Hell
2: yeah. And... <laughs> let's, let's not whisper that. Let's say it put, with our whole chest. T- T-Hawk in the G1. T-Hawk in the um, G1.
3: The problem I have with it is, is that they don't need House of Torture show in evil in Gleet. They need yep. Chaos, Shiny Boy show. They need evil, King of Darkness, L-I-J, evil, and possibly Chaos-era Yujiro. They need guys that like that aren't doing their Weasley coward thing. They they need like that's that's the mm-hmm. thing about Glee. Glee is more wrestling, wrestling and like 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 insane matches. I'm excited that you know New Japan's participating, but at the same time, I'm just like, why send this version of them? Yeah, this no, version I- of them isn't the best version that would fit the storyline in Glee.
2: I kind of get where you're coming from, but I could also see this working like a, a similar situation that happened uh, back in the mid 2010s, there was a point where New Japan got sick of Suzuki goon. And people are like "Ah, fuck these guys i'm tired of seeing Suzuki goon get Suzuki goon out of here and so Suzuki goon went off to Noah. They were able to kind of do their own thing for a little bit away from New Japan. They picked up some members. Like, uh, let's see, who did, they, who did they pick up from, from Noah? I believe they... they Kanamaro. Yeah, I was going to say they picked up Konamaru, Uh They picked up a few others that, like, have become pretty, you know, integral to, the, to New Japan since suzuki gun came back to NJPW. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, if this House of Torture run in Gleet could work out similarly, where they can kind of take some time away from New Japan figure to figure out who they are, so that way they're not work, workshopping stuff in front of the fans that they're supposed to be, you know, making hate them. Um, and I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't, I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Damien? What do you think of, of, of Bullet Club in Gleet?
1: I, I kind of agree, maybe more along the lines of Chaos and Lij,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Most, more that kind of style for, for the guys. Um, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great representation, and even for House of Torture and Bullet Club, obviously. But I think what they could do with more over there would be the, the especially the more traditional king of darkness style evil Mm -hmm. um again bring back chaos era um you know bring back Chaos era show as well get i reckon that would be a much better fit
2: yeah i i i think we all sort of agree because like we're all just i feel like trying to say i hope this freshens them up a little bit i hope this kind of reminds them like who they are and who they could be because i feel
1: like
2: i feel like house of torture is the house of wasted potential right now It's the house of a lot of folks who could have been great and didn't end up great and decided to become heels. So that way they were
3: on the brink of becoming great. And then just,
2: yeah. Well, and there's that old, there's that old quote from Dr. Samuel of he who becomes a beast, rids himself the pain of being a man. And I think, I think they had just enough broken dreams that they were like, screw it. We're going to go We're we're going to become evil. We're going to let these broken dreams poison us. And maybe just, maybe maybe i'm an optimist or maybe i'm right but i hope i hope being in gleet helps them kind of figure stuff out i don't know what do you think john what do you kind of think of this whole situation
4: i don't know uh house of torture uh really does have kind of a crisis right now where they're not really seen as part of bullet club in the way that Mm -hmm. matters they're not booked that way either uh you know i'm just saying but but i understand why they're doing this because Bullet Club is actually, you know, even though, you know, of course, there's LIJ, Chaos, you know, Suzuki, all sorts of factions out there. But Bullet Club is the one kind of invasion, kind of, you know, they're mm-hmm. able to cross borders as much as possible and nobody blinks twice. But God this is the worst, like, representation of Bullet Club they could have they could have put out there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to do them any favors as far as that goes, but they'll sell some T-shirts. And isn't that what matters at the end of the day?
2: Absolutely. Sorry. Go ahead, Karen. You want to jump in?
3: Well, here was what i was also thinking is that you know at its roots bullet club was a foreign wrestler faction and they keep bringing in more foreign wrestlers and yet certain members are being more pushed to the wayside Mm -hmm. so when i say dominion could be you know something could happen who's to say that kenta and ishimori jump ship
2: it's very and, possible. And hop
3: on that little House of Torture Island, because I'm still mm-hmm. hoping that happens, because they also are two people known for their submission moves.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And a House yeah. of Torture Island is a different podcast.
3: Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think but, we but, technically but take, get a
4: royalty
2: put, from them.
3: Put, put them all together.
2: Franchise.
3: Because, one, that gives Show a tag team partner, because I feel like they're going to eventually put Ace Austin with ELP. Yeah. For... That probably by the next super junior tag Un- unless
2: ELP goes heavyweight there is talk of him being in G1 maybe um, i'm just but then, but I'm, I'm just the problem added- is
3: that bullet club has so many heavyweights yeah. so is it do you leave someone like a Fale or a chase or a yujiro off the card cuz that like last year when they announced the brackets, it was like there's like seven people from bullet club yeah so it, but it's one of those things where ideally i see the split that we're because the other thing is that Kenta and Ishimori could also give House of Torture a bit more legitimacy.
2: Leg- I was about to say, yeah, um,
3: and they also have the veteran. Like they can do, they can do the heal thing really, really good. And mm-hmm. the one thing I've always hoped for, which hasn't happened since shows joined Bullet Club, is that Ishimori could mentor show better as because they have a similar style of fighting, similar yep. body build. Mm-hmm. he could be with all of his experience could be the mentor show needs to figure out who he is when he's not a plucky baby yep. face because as no, much I, as i'm loving the joker phase yep. show mm-hmm. i i need more from him i i need more from him now
2: i, I think i think we need it we need more from everyone in in yeah. house of torture and i i think you're right because like right now this is gonna sound like because right now the main the main guys in house of torture evil Hasn't been quite around long enough to be the main guy in the way that technically Yujiro Takahashi is. And I feel like the entire faction takes after Yujiro right now. And I think they need someone to come in there and shake things up and make it a little more active, a little more, um, not offensive, but just some, some a group that's a little bit more on the attack than this kind of lackadaisical kind of,
3: like I don't, I don't know what Dick, Togger, Dick Togo's intention with this group is. Yeah, and it feels like when you, if you were to put someone like like Kenta, mm-hmm. as long as Jay White is around in Bullet Club, Kenta will never be the front man of Bullet Club. Yes, and that's heartbreaking to see because he's fantastic. But that's I true. feel like if they're distancing House of Torture, that could be an opportunity to give, kind of give Kenta and Ishimori a side project. Mm-hmm. but also well, because bullet club again it's too big we're, get, we're getting we're getting to that nwo level and it's just one well, there there are starting to be meh. there
2: there are starting to be aesthetic separations as well because house of torture is very cool very calm very collective and a lot of bullet club now especially that it's it kind of takes after carl anderson and, and Juice robinson and all that it's a very loud faction it's a loud in your face kind of bro gang you know not it's like screaming a, it's a biker like, gang it's one's a biker gang and one is like a a social club to put it euphemistically hey um, now what <laughs> i'm not gonna I, you know they're a, they're a gang the house of Tortures a gang and uh yeah, the,
4: they're more of the, like a more like a hobby club or something
2: no they i honest i honestly hooligans they're
4: a cosplay honestly, group
2: i honestly believe house of torture has a side racket you know what i mean like it's just they they don't seem as focused on the ring as they were when they weren't in house of torture and that kind of adds to the kind of adds to the crime world aspect of it but anyway they will be taking on suzuki-gun i get a feeling that if house of torture loses they're going to be spending a lot more time in gleet i have a feeling if they win Maybe something big will happen down the card because Bullet Club is all over this card. Next up, we got an IWGP Tag Team Championship match: Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale, the 94th champions, defending against Great O'Con and Jeff Cobb from the United Empire. I think I speak for everyone on Thomas Island when I say, "Go United Empire!" Boo Bullet Club! Down the with we'll see Bullet Club! Only throw this up is for yeah, Jeff Cobb and Great Absolutely. Throw, I will all hell. I'll throw may, up. A, I'll throw may, up. a Maybe crown for, for
3: Francesco. Care if you oh, no, I, I,
4: I learned somebody take a screenshot of me holding up the crown.
2: I did <laughs> it. I, I already did it. I already oh, yeah. did it.
4: <laughs> o- 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 We've o- had o- this
3: conversation. Now I'm coming to terms with like liking parts of the United Empire. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Listen,
4: I'm, I'm too close parts. to Miami. I'm too close to Miami to be throwing up the Latin King sign. Okay. <laughs> no, I ain't way. doing that. Sir.
2: No. That is that is true but hey I'm i already made chi-
4: enough enemies in this fucking state i mean I'm, uh, I'm in chicago <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm in chicago i'm cool with everyone All um right. let's see <laughs> but no i the great O'Con and jeff cobb you gotta you gotta root for them i think in this match uh, i threw up the crown so great O'Con owes me a pancake uh let's see Same. next yeah next up we've got the aew interim championship elimination match hiroshi tanahashi versus rookie goto i'm rooting for goto screw it i want goto to go to the main event of forbidden door i want goto to hell i want go to go all the way but i will accept just the main event of the forbidden door
4: Godot for that as well
2: hell yeah, yeah. Da- damien's going for goto
4: i'm on the goto train yes I'm, only because damien said it though
2: hell yeah
3: <laughs> i'm just trying to figure out why it's an elimination match when there's only two of them it's a qualifying match
2: I, I no think one's it's a, dying. No I one's think getting it's a, eliminated. I think it's a mistranslation. They it, they mean qualifying, but they, <laughs> they you know what I mean. No, no, I, the,
3: I believe the press conference from a or press conference, the press release from AEW also says qual or elimination match.
2: Maybe they just like that name. I don't. Know. I don't
3: know. But. Uh, my my you know what my heart wants and what what's going to happen are two different things so
2: oh absolutely that's that's why i'm not going
3: on record for who i want in this match and you know it
2: that's fair (laughs) We, we will we will allow you to sit up there on your fence i think you've earned it um let's see next up we have the kopw 2022 championship match shingo takagi defending the provisional trophy against tai chi they just proposed their uh they just proposed their stipulations this morning. I have them for you now. Tai Chi is asking for a no time limit, limited finishers. Uh, what was the last part? 10 count match. So basically, what he means by that, no time limit, self explanatory, there's no time limit. Limited finishers means Tai Chi has beaten Takagi with the Gato clutch. Takagi has tried to beat Tai Chi with the ground cobra twist pin. Those are the only moves that will count for pinfalls if Tai Chi's stipulation wins. Tai Chi can only win from the Gato Clutch. Takagi can only win from the Ground t- Cobra Twist. Whoever wins is the first person to get a cumulative 10 count, so that's three pinfalls and one extra count. Uh, they did a similar match uh, on April 25th of this year, where it was a 30 count match. Where they had to get to upwards of they had to get to a, a full 30 count. The match took like 35 minutes, so I think that's why this time Tai Chi was like, "Look, we're not in the main event, so we're gonna go for a 10 count." That's Tai Chi's suggestion. Shingo Takagi's suggestion is a 10-minute unlimited pinfall scramble match, so it's just them wrestling for 10 minutes, fast and furious. The by the end of 10 minutes, whoever has the most pinfalls wins the match you can begin voting on that at 8 a.m tomorrow on new japan uh socials
4: get those bots ready get them to stop posting uh... about aew and then move them over to start doing voting for that
2: everyone move your bots you got to move your bots (laughs) by 9 p.m japanese standard time uh which stipulation do you want to see john out of the two that i've given you and don't make me read them again they're very long. (laughs)
4: <laughs> the first one
2: you want the first one you want the limited no wait wait,
4: wait 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 wait. sorry which one was the first one again the
1: <laughs> first one
2: all right all right take a deep breath here the first one is live is no time limit limited finishers which means only takagi can only win with the ground cobra twist tai chi can only win with the gato clutch winner is whoever gets a 10 count the other match is a 10-minute unlimited pinfall scramble match. Most pinfalls at the end of 10 minutes wins. Now, I'm old all enough right. to
4: remember playing Mortal Kombat 3 and having to put in all the codes to get, like, you know, like, oh, big heads, no blood, uh, one-button finishers. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> yeah. is it what they're fucking doing now?
3: This is yeah. the Konami oh, code in order to win, you know? It's, oh, it's the, it's the Cyber
2: Sunday trophy. Uh, it's the Taboo Tuesday trophy. I have
4: to change number two because PhD Bound uh, said number two now. Okay. And uh, and that's that's you know that's family right there. So let's.
2: Do okay, it. shout out to PhD bound in the chat. What about you, Karen? Which stipulation you want?
3: I like the ten minute scramble. Oh, I want something. Scramble? I want. I want. Like, it's the no time limit part of that you. stipulation that kind of turns me off to it.
2: They really took. They took their time in that thirty count match.
3: Well, and they also took their time in that press conference. It's <laughs> way too long to explain what was going on. So that's my one F-bomb for the show. And so, yeah, don't waste well my deserved. time. There, there are more than enough KOPW matches that have gone way too long. Mm, if I okay. learned anything from stardom, I love me a 10-minute time limit. So you know what? Make it work.
2: All righty, and what about you, Damien? Which which stipulation are you voting for at 9 p.m. Japanese standard time?
3: Wait, can you go over them again one more time? No.
4: <laughs> the first one is no time limit. You can only
3: you can
4: only uh, get a pinfall after you have put the other guy upside Just down. Put my foot
2: down. If you want me to ex- if you, want, if you want me to explain it again, you can all moan me.
4: Second one is a second one is a socks match. You have to take the Ooh. other person's socks off, and if you can collect both socks, then you win.
1: While their well, shoes are still on. on.
4: That's right. Go ahead, Damien.
1: You're not allowed to take their boots off. You have just got to get the socks.
4: Yeah, you have to you find a way.
1: <laughs> I go through um, the bottom.
4: I pry the sole off. There
1: you go. <laughs> That's a good, good idea. Good idea. Yeah. Um, good start. Not agree with the with the, with everyone else really. I, I like the idea of the 10 minute scramble. Mm-hmm. The 30 count match was awesome. I really enjoyed it, but was entirely too long. And I don't think I can sit through that again or match that. So Taiji's idea seems pretty similar to that to me. Mm. So I'd rather have the ten minute scramble ten okay. minutes more with
2: it I like it. Okay no, and i I like the idea of the ten minute scramble i'm I'm gonna disagree with all of you and not just for the uh, for the good podcasting. I honestly want to see Tai Chi and Takagi have to really get technical with this because the the idea of the grounded pinfall thing I think is going to create a much more fun match because don't get me wrong i think 10 minutes of them dropping bombs and trying to hit finishers and all that is gonna is gonna be fun but it's kind of like it kind of it kind of feels like it would be the movie trailer for a match you know what i mean it would be like a bunch of mini matches all at once and i mean it really sounds like if takagi gets his way he is going to be coming hard and fast from the the get-go so like i i I kind of want to see what the KOPW title can be done in this match in this very limited, uh, only, only these pinfalls count, yada, yada, yada. I just, I think it could be, I think it could be a very interesting, very interesting time. Whereas I think the 10 minute match we're going to forget about by next week. Sorry, go ahead, Karen.
3: No, see, I would have picked the first one if it had a time limit. Okay. If it was maybe 15 minute time limit, maximum 20 minute time limit. Sure but anytime there's something that that's a no time limit no it's okay. it's 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 it I just it I be, I think it's going to be I don't be like more... it being that open ended I want to, I want to be able to gauge how much coffee I need and how much sleep I need to get before <laughs> that's and fair. after. Yeah.
2: That's fair. my thing is I I trust one of them to get confused enough that I think one of them will have the upper hand very early. You know what I mean? Like someone's going to forget about the rules and suddenly Tai Chi is going to be up by like five points. Um, Like I, I, again, I understand the idea that everyone wants to keep this to 10 minutes, but I also think that limiting it to a 10 count, I think, if i'm not mistaken they got to a 10 count Rel like don't get me wrong the match was long but they got to the 10 count relatively quickly it was the 10 through 30 that was where the the real slog of that last match came um yeah. and so I, I i would rather have one substantial match than like this just sprint of mini finishes throughout
3: there's uh, plenty of other substantial matches on this card oh yes there are
2: <laughs> yes there are and we should there are probably... some
3: insubstantial matches on this card as well however
2: <laughs> look let's let's not be mean to the six-man tag titles um all right coming up i was next, talking about we...
3: yano Gallo's, but i whatever. know i know
2: but i was trying to be cheeky uh all right next up you got the Never Openweight Championship, our boy Tama Tonga, the 36th champion in his first defense against the machine gun Carl Anderson, who is coming into it having just battled COVID. So I think Tama's going to have the upper hand. I'm going with Tama on this one, not only because it's Tama's Island, but just because like I really think this is going to be a passing of the torch moment. I think this is going to be the, uh, the, the student finally beating the teacher, because if you've, if you've listened to this podcast, you know how Tama talks about Carl Anderson. He hates that motherfucker, and that motherfucker has done some horrible shit to him over to, over the, the, the past years. But there is also that deep, intense respect from their days in the dojo, and so I, I really think this is going to be a fascinating Fascinating match. What do you think Damien of, of Tama versus Carl? I mean look I'm not going to make any I'm not going to force any of you to pick anyone in this match because I think we all know who everyone's picking. but what do you think of the matchup?
1: No, I, I absolutely agree with it being a, a passing of the passing of the torch mm-hmm. um, student beating the student beating the teacher and you know for a long time, even when they've been on um, other sides of the world, their careers have also been so linked. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you can look at everything from the the, using the stun gun to using the magic killer, it's all stuff that is still being linked through with Carl. Um, so I think it's gonna be a hell of a match. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's probably gonna be one of the standouts of the night, but I also think it is not just a good opportunity for you know, student to kind of surpass the teacher a bit, but also really cement Tamar with the never open Mm -hmm. way as well. So I think it's a really good defense for him to have.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be a real good defense, not just for Tama, but for the Never Open Weight Championship itself. It deserves a match with this kind of history, with this kind of uh substance to it. I know I keep using that term, but it, it fits. Uh Karen, mm-hmm. what do you think of of the uh, the never open weight championship match?
3: We've we've always talked about the never open on this podcast as one that brings the hardest and mm-hmm. toughest fighters out. Yep. And for Tama, we have wanted him for so long to get a singles title and and be able to stand on his own two feet. And I think this will be his true, not his litmus test, but if there was ever a trial for him to Mm -hmm. truly prove himself as a singles wrestler, there is no better foil for him right now than the machine gun, Carl Anderson. Now, that being said, I need Tama to dig down deep and think back to when the pandemic first happened and they were doing New Japan strong and he had to focus on just one opponent just one and just wrestle
0: mm-hmm.
3: i don't like now that he's you know he's in he's found his home in Honta, he doesn't need the heel shenanigans he doesn't need to pander to the audience because the audience loves they mm-hmm. love babyface tama yep so it's it's just the he needs to he needs to get gritty We've been talking about people who need to get gritty. He needs to get oh, rendered yeah. and- level gritty and get in there and get his hands messy and just go to town and truly prove to everyone because everyone, you know, he's he's fighting an uphill battle because everyone's like, oh, well, the money is on Anderson because he's more senior. He's more he, you know, he take, mm-hmm. you know, Thomas learned a lot under his learning tree. He's taken a lot of his moves, yada, 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 yada. But I think this is it's Thomas' moment to you to 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 win or lose, truly. Yeah. No, Anderson, and I, Anderson can lose and be fine yes Tama has to prove everyone that he that him getting the championship was not a fluke
2: yes absolutely yeah. and and I, I think back to his match with Okada in the G1 where he if well, I'll remind you all he beat Okada in the G1 you uh, damn right uh, and he did beat him clean I think that's the Tama we need to see because you want to talk about grit I mean based on the way he was talking last week on the podcast, based on the way he was talking in Happy Hour this weekend, this man's Rooster Cogburn. I mean, we're talking true grit right here. We're talking serious, serious grit, serious focus that he's bringing into this match. And I think that if he comes into it the same way he came into that Okada match, we're going to be celebrating big time. We're going to be real, real happy on Thomas Island. What do you think, John? Of the uh, it's. I mean, because this is... We're, we're the platform. We are the folks that yeah. have been been yeah. front and center for tama and carl's uh uh rivalry hell carl was the first guest on this podcast back on a brighter sunnier shinier day
4: and oh, shit we did a happy hour they were hanging out remember mm-hmm. that
2: oh it yeah. was a legendary happy hour What stays what happened in that happy hour stays in
4: that happy <laughs> yeah hour. i shouldn't have even said it happened i've shit, i've already said too much but, but it exactly. also carried over to the talking
3: shop right. happy hour that and, followed it
2: exactly but that was a different time uh, because now they are on opposite ends of the party, so to speak. Right. And uh, I am very, very interested to see where this goes.
4: I, I think that there's a truth in this match. Like you said, it's the students surpassing the teacher. It's very uh, spaghetti Western. It's very, you know, samurai It's very Kung Fu. It's very, it's very fucking cool. Right. Yeah. But, but on another level, it's almost like, Carl, Carl Carl, Anderson has a big name, right? And, yep. and, and he uses it as, to his advantage as much as possible. I'm not looking at it as, wow, G Willigers. I hope that Tom Matonga finally gets one over on Carl. I'm no fucking, I want him yep. to humble the fuck out of Carl Anderson. I want him to beat him like a $5 steak. Yes. I want him to tenderize that motherfucker into fucking hamburger meat. I want to see him decimate Carl Anderson because he needs to get knocked down a peg. He needs to be reminded that he ain't shit anymore
2: he needs he needs to break that machine gun down into parts and need it Fuck. needs to be a trigger it needs to be a spring it's got to be completely disassembled by the end
4: of okay that you, mean, you mean you mean airsoft carl anderson these days my man <laughs>
2: airsoft carl Anderson, yeah <laughs> light light gun carl anderson yeah. He's playing duck hunt um yeah. Yeah. anyway next up we have the iwgp united states heavyweight championship match sonata versus two sick men
4: who do you got? <laughs> Sonata is going to go into children's hospitals and just start giving out like fucking suplexes. What the well, hell is going he's on here? Facing, He's facing
2: Juice Robinson, who's recovering from appendicitis. And he's facing Will Osprey, who's recovering from a kidney infection. It's he's actually entire- not
4: recovering. What you don't realize is that actually what's going to happen is Sonata is going to actually get that appendix out yeah. <laughs> for him.
3: And the kidney.
4: Yeah, isn't this how Houdini died? Yes, that is exactly how,
2: yeah, it's going to be, man, we were talking about Crimes of the Future earlier, live surgery at the semi-main event of uh, New Japan Dominion.
4: He's going to do a Kalama, but he's going to do it through the appendix.
2: Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Juice is going to show up with a little zipper in his chest. It's going to get real weird. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you know how weird that reference Ugh. is. If you haven't, go see Crimes of the Future with an audience. You need to hear people react to it. But for those eno- of you who
4: don't know, by the way, this is our this is our backdoor pilot to both our yeah. film podcast and earlier our King of the Hill podcast.
2: Absolutely. Enough about Cronenberg, though. Let's talk about Sonata fighting the two sick men. I thought uh, you said who- enough
4: about Cronenberg. <laughs> 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 Sorry, go ahead, I'm done. You're good. Who, y-
2: who you got? Who you got, Damian?
1: sonata (laughs) i hope so
2: man with the year with the career that sonata has had kind of always being the bridesmaid never the bride he finally got the u.s title had to relinquish it because will osprey broke his face if he loses to either the guy with a kidney infection or the guy with appendicitis every single joke about sonata will be true he has to win this match um so
4: yeah
1: definitely sonata (laughs)
4: <laughs> i mean Can you imagine for a second, <laughs> just Sonata going into like a hospital, just <laughs> beating the shit out of patients in recovery? <laughs> like, what the hell is happening over there? You got you got two heels, uh, by the way, that have saved lives, yeah. uh, or just the one and the president. I guess president doesn't count as a heel. And then you've got you've got, you got a you baby know, face, face <laughs> beating up funny. sick people
2: i want one of them to either juice or uh osprey to show up with an iv just for sympathy (laughs) just roll the roll the stand down the eye it can it can be full of saline and b vitamins it doesn't have to like actually be it doesn't have to be like a real IV. but i think it'd be i think it would be funny
3: medicine on the
4: the pole match (laughs)
2: yeah
4: there you go they got the morphine up there and they have to be able to reconnect their morphine before sonata rips it off the
2: the very next night Kanamaro shows up with the Suntory bottle in the IV stand (laughs) anyway enough enough political cartoons what do you think of the uh, what do you think of the, the three-way match who you got Karen
3: um, well you know I, I am part of the Sonata hive and I've been on the Sonata train for a very long time it's it's one of those things where yeah on top of everything else he's in a match against the guy who broke his eye Yep. and the guy who beat him while it while his foot was underneath the ring or mm-hmm. underneath the rope and they're both re- convalescing and recuperating right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think it's very optimistic. They think that Juice will be fine having his appendix out. Yeah. In less than 2 weeks, but okay. Um honestly, th- screw it. Just throw Kent and Ishii in the match and let the chips fall where they may. I don't I'm, care at this point. You know,
2: I'm looking at this card. Kenta doesn't have anything to do and sure so doesn't. like like, you could put Kenta in there immediately, do Sonata versus Kenta or something. I don't know. It would like, be a
3: ba- guaranteed banger. From,
2: from what it sounds like, Osprey's okay, even when he was dealing with the kidney infection, it sounds like he didn't have too many side effects. He just had to, like, take it easy. So, like, he might not be in as rough shape as I'm joking here. I. But it I...
3: also depends on the medication that he's been on. Yes. Like, that can... <laughs> That's you know,
2: why
4: is this I, even I, part of the conversation? I, I know, I, I no, mean, no, and now, like, yeah. no it's so I'm
3: dark. Back, no, I'm thinking back to what we were talking when we were talking about CM Punk and what happened to CM Punk in the Z Pack. Yes, it's just a similar situation depending yes. on how his body reacts to the medication or juice. This, some not, not something yes. terrible. I mean, it's terrible, but not terrible, terrible. But it's like you don't want that to happen if it can, mm-hmm. it, again, if there's someone healthy that can substitute yep. in don't force the match the match will still be there if they had an office
4: job they'd be out for a month
2: yeah no I am like I am I am praying that (laughs) cooler heads prevail and they throw Kenta in there or something because look I'm gonna be real with you I can't sit here and yell at WWE for letting Cody Rhodes go out there with a visibly torn pec and then be like oh well you know Will Osprey's not as sick as Juice Robinson so maybe he's gonna be okay like that's fucked up that I even have to bring that up so
3: yeah, you, know. you gotta clarify a, it. I'm exactly. a
4: big, I'm a big Sonata fan, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a Sonatomite myself, and I think that the biggest point in, in what Sonata? I just, no, we, I just what, what do you I call a Sonata said, fan? I
2: just said Sonatomite to myself. Yeah.
4: We, but, okay. Well, what do you call? What do you call Sonata fan?
2: I, I all right. Well, Sonata. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So,
4: so the point is, <laughs> the 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 I, I'll, I'll root against anybody he's fighting. <laughs> right fair. because fair, because fair. because he's fucking cool man and he can dance apparently yep. um except tom dance you know we'll, we'll, tama tama fights him it'll be it'll be, it'll be oh, my heart will still be that'll
3: be a handsome you know. battle just so oh, yeah we're fine
4: yeah they yeah, can be just a smolder at each great other
2: rhythm right there both men great yeah.
4: rhythm. <laughs> um and i hate fucking osprey and i'm tired of juice robinson already like it took me three seconds to get tired of his bagged halloween costume ass yeah so i mean this match just has donkey shit all over it to begin with but i still don't want to watch him murder two people
2: <laughs> i just i again if even if kenta gets subbed into this match so not a better win or else it, it becomes like it is be- it manslaughter no Definitely. it's not it's not manslaughter if they consented to be in the match it's just oh. an accident oh, Okay, um, although well yeah this, don't this don't quote me on that there is, this is
3: a preventable accident that's exactly the
2: thing. no and and phd bound bring up a great point in the chat sometimes you have to save a wrestler from themselves they can be their worst enemy uh like it really it's again and I, will I, osprey I, will
4: definitely if he loses he will definitely use being sick as an excuse that he, absolutely
2: and oh, and here's 100%. the thing though but here's the thing will even if will osprey is worse than Uh, reports have suggested he's not going to tell anyone he's the kind of guy that has been battling through all kinds of injuries his entire career so like he's he's someone that you need to tap on the shoulder and say look go take a nap go go rest your body needs it juice i i don't know i he's he's a guy who wrestled with a broken left hand for a very long time like these are guys who who like to work hurt but eventually you have to say this is more than working hurt. This is healing. This is your body is is gone through a traumatic event. In Juice's case, they cut something out of him. He needs to heal from that.
3: Might I offer a perfectly healthy Yoshihashi that's just sitting around, or Yo who's just sitting around? Like yep. there are there are bo- I mean, ideally Kento would be the best substitution, but there are other people that aren't on this show that aren't sick that 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 are healthy and like don't have anything reportedly like openly reportedly wrong with them
2: yep exactly yeah no and I'm with Lenny Osborne let's just put a pin in this till Wrestle Kingdom when all parties are healthy I don't think the tight I don't think the title picture is going to be missing the U.S. title for a while hell it would just give them an excuse to promote never uh or NJPW strong open weight champion uh Tom Lawler a little bit more
3: i thought fred rosser beat him for the title oh
2: fred rosser i'm sorry yes fred rosser did beat him for the title that is it, he's been champion for so long that's exactly. still he's valid associated though. Him with still because valid. that's
3: called the title run and exactly. stability for a title
2: exactly and shout out to fred rosser for doing a damn good job uh beating tom lawler for the belt fred rosser has been a revelation on njpw strong but there you have it that's the situation with the united states championship there is still time for cooler heads to prevail and for us to turn this into i don't know sonata versus honma just something safe something easy something that won't result in in you know people l- leaking uh let's oh. see the main event iwgp world heavyweight champion kazuchika okada the fourth champion defending against jay white it's thomas island so i am not gonna root for jay here and i also just think it would be the. i really don't think jay white should be going into forbidden door with the world title it feels like a spot tailor-made for okada it feels like the kind of ending that japanese fans don't want but it's also bullet club they have been known to shit on a parade before
4: yeah but also it's also like somebody who's already been around AEW. it's barely a forbidden door yeah. like like it actually doesn't like half the forbidden door isn't even fucking forbidden anyway like they're all people that have you know been mm-hmm. around so for them to come and bring jay white in and go he's here because of njpw like no he ain't he, he, he's been on aaw he's been on impact he's been everywhere the, so the
2: only way that i will accept jay white as iwgp world heavyweight champion is if someone is putting him on a plane and making sure that he can show up on wednesday win a battle royal beat John Moxley and then go on to compete for the AEW interim championship while IWGP world heavyweight championship. Cause if this is all building to J two belts and creating his ego, once again, and confusing things more that I can get behind. That's oh, the kind no. of thing that like, you know what? Oh, no. Screw it. Let's go for that. But I don't think we're going to get that convoluted. I don't r- think r- it's going to r- get that weird.
4: RIP to people with ASMR kinks. Cause I'm about to just sigh into this microphone.
2: <sighs> yeah. It it's not a it's not a perfect idea, but it Terrible. it is it is the kind of thing where I would understand, especially if, if Okada uh wants to maybe take some time off. I know he's he's had some some good news in his personal life lately, if I'm not mistaken. Um but what do you what do you think, Karen, of this this main event?
3: Um going into Forbidden Door. I'm gonna think back to when CM Punk returned to wrestling mm-hmm. and had his long promo on dynamite and i watched all whatever 25 minutes of it or whatever mm-hmm. and one of the first people to tweet at him was okada saying give me cm punk mm-hmm. and cm punk tweeted the address of the venue in chicago so okada is one of those guys that has not passed through the forbidden door into aew mm-hmm if you're going to close that show and it not be Tanahashi CM Punk, you need to close it with Okada versus someone. Mm-hmm. I I know the, the, the whole shtick is Jay White was the one who single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden, but who walked out the championship that night? Okada. Okay. You could easily do Hangman versus Okada. Mm-hmm. Shit, you could do... I mean... You can do Moxie versus Okada to yep. close the show. Yep. And that would be a guar- guaranteed show stealer. It's just one of those things where it's like, don't get me wrong. Jay White, the person, lovely yep. guy. I just don't think it's his time to main event a pay-per-view of of, of this extent again.
2: Yeah. And I, I I think Jay White needs something other than beating okada to brag about if that makes any sense he needs
3: to be back in new japan proper a little bit longer Mm -hmm. because it's like like, i'm not saying people forgot about him but at the same time he's been too busy doing united states bullet club bullshit for the last two years so yeah i need i need i need to believe in okada and like i could see theoretically okada losing by the g1 mm mm-hmm but I don't. But again, I don't see Okada missing the G one. And I, just, I don't I know d- if his I don't know if his uh his his, his paternity leave is going to start that early.
2: Yeah, and I I just don't, especially look and I, and I've tried to stay out of the situation, but especially with Kota Ibushi out of the picture, I feel like Kazuchika Okada is the guy that you need representing New Japan at Forbidden Door, if that makes any sense. We lost Damien, We'll get him back, I'm sure, in a bit. Uh, so I'm assuming it's some kind of internet issue. But uh, yeah, it does kind of feel like this match. Uh, they need it it something needs to happen after it, something needs to happen before it, because I feel like I've been here before. I've been here uh, too many times. PhD Bound bringing up a very good point in the chat, though. If Jay loses, what does that say about Bullet Club? What does that say about their leadership? What does that say about all of the developments from the past uh, few months.
4: I agree that it says something, but I don't agree that it matters because yeah. he's, fu- he's fucking lost a lot of shit. He's, he's made a lot of embarrassing moves. A lot of dumb stuff has happened and it, it never changes anyone's opinion about him. So
3: and the thing is that as long as he has ghetto at his side, Jay's always going to be circulating around the top of the card. We all sure. know that. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing where Jay is someone who could take a loss and be fine it won't be I mean he might have another fantastic promo like he did when he lost at Wrestle Kingdom a while back but it's it's not going to affect him in the long term because again when it comes back to the 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 the, I almost said the J1 the G1 you could theoretically slot J in to win it this year as opposed to him taking the briefcase off of someone Yep. You've got what's probably left of Naito's knees for just a couple of more months or so. But it's it's one of those things where Jay will be. I know people are like, well, what does it say about his leadership? Yada yada. Jay will be fine. Yeah. Bullet Club will be fine because Bullet Club has eighty people now, <laughs> plenty of champions. They're all not going to lose their belts. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, it gets a little muddy with Ishimori Mori going against Hiromu who just like set all these Super Junior records. But we won't talk about that. Yeah. But Jay will be fine yeah we all know he's gonna be fine
2: absolutely and i i i really do think it would be a more interesting story for jay white to have to come back from this loss through the g1 if he's in the g1 he might do what he's done the past few years and sit it out we will see him and
3: osprey need to run the g they they need to be in the g1 this year if they want to put if they want to be in the main title picture they can't just stroll stroll and jump the queue they need to do the work
2: Honestly, I think Osprey needs to be in the G1 this year more than Jay White, because Jay White at least has a slightly more decorated career Correct. in the heavyweight division than Osprey at this point, and Osprey, Correct. especially if he's going to pretend to be the leader of the United Empire, I don't see him leading it right now, but if he's going to pretend to be their leader... He needs to show up and he needs to lead. Otherwise, Jeff Cobb and Great O'Con are going to be. Well, he needs you know... his kidneys
3: needs to be okay first. But yeah. Yes. No. And I'm. I'm. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying.
2: I'm not saying he. It's technically possible for him to be in the G1 yet. I'm just saying that he needs to be in the G1, or else we're going to have that triumvirate of TJP, Jeff Cobb, and Great O'Con kind of running things. Do um,
3: you think we're going to get G1 announcements at Dominion this year? Or Are we going to get find out who's who's in the blocks? Because usually it's the G1 we find out correct because now it's in it's in july i mean yeah it's gonna be back
2: in july i wouldn't be surprised if they because there are a number of new japan road shows that are supposed to be after dominion uh, so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get the maybe we get the participant announcement at dominion and then we get the blocks at later uh, later on but i know that in the past they have used the super juniors and the g1 announcements as like a reason to watch you know what i mean like they will be like watch this new japan road show where not only is it going to be a cool tag match in the main event but we're also going to have the g1 announcement it's entirely possible that sunday morning they announce everything and i'm completely wrong but i wouldn't I, i i'm just saying
3: I'm just trying Um, to think back to last year when they announced it, but I feel like we had the MetLife Dome shows before the G1, so it was announced on that as opposed to at Dominion.
2: Yes. Uh, and the
3: schedule is still flip-flopped.
2: Exactly. There's a lot of places they could be announcing the G1. I hope it's not during Dominion just because Dominion is already such a packed show that I don't want the G1 announcement to get lost in the shuffle. Um, and it's also kind of selfish because I'm I'm going to be covering Dominion that night and I have enough posts to put up if they don't announce the G1 but if they add the G1 it's going to be a very busy morning. Um, but either way, like we said, 1am Eastern on New Japan World, Dominion, June 12th, I'll be up covering it for Wrestling Inc now I started my first week there so go over to at Wrestling Inc if you want to find my New Japan coverage uh but where uh before we get going before we call it an evening karen where can folks find you online if you want them to find you
3: if you would like to follow my journey with wrestling you can follow me over at postwrestling.com i do the stardom coverage and i have a weekly column called uh dream slam weekly i am also available on twitter instagram youtube and twitch for your sports accelerator program at hey karen sensei
2: absolutely and john where can folks find you if you want them to find you
4: well i'll tell you what you can't find me at SeaWorld anymore because apparently even though it was 99 degrees you're not allowed to cool off in the dolphin tank so
2: oh and here we go we finally got we finally got damien oh good back.
4: damien can tell us where to find where we, we can got, find him
2: we got damien back i'm gonna get damien's uh thoughts real quick before sure. we before we call it uh an evening uh damien how are you doing we lost you there for a second
1: yeah, I had a small technology issue there, but I'm back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all good, all good. We're happy to have you back. Before we get going, Kazuchika Okada, Jay White, who do you got? Uh, Okada. Okada, yep. That was, yeah. that was kind of a, that was the argument we were making along as well. So Damien's got Okada, and as we're kind of wrapping up, where can people find you online if you want them to find you, Damien?
1: So Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Damien Black UK. So that's at Damien Black UK on both of those. Gotcha. So, yeah, I'm on there. there.
2: There you go. And you can find me at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram. I'm on Letterboxd. I'm on all the places. You can find the podcast at Thomas Island on Twitter and Instagram. If you're having such a good time and you want to talk more with us and you want to join in on the happy hours, or you just want to get the podcast before everyone else does, head on over to patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. You get the early edition of the podcast. You get all kinds of updates from Tama in Japan, and if you join the Islander tier, you get access to our happy hour every weekend where we hang out, we chop it up, we talk about all of the latest stuff in New Japan and wrestling, and hell, we, we go real deep. We go deeper than uh, we do on the podcast. Uh, Tama usually joins us as well. It's a very good time. Otherwise, you can find us, uh, like we said, we're on your favorite podcasting platform. We're on Twitch every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash Thomas Island. We will be back next week. We thank you for joining us for this supersized episode. Like I told you, we had a lot to talk about at the beginning, and I was not kidding. I Tony-conned this one, and I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, folks, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Enjoy your week, and we will see you back here next week. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour zoom course with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island and visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter.